So, are you an extrovert or an introvert? To some of us, this might seem like a simple question, but to some others, it's a loaded one. Is it perhaps there's a chance that your answer might determine the way people look at you, judge you, or decide to work around you? Or does this question even matter in the first place? So, hello and welcome our wonderful listeners to the second episode of How Employable Are You with Nikhil and Majid. Today, we pick apart the labels of introversion and extroversion in the context of the workplace. But first, let us present our original take on the journey of the average individual and how it shapes our personality. Well, Meryl, you know, the personality has a lot to do with your past experiences and at any point today, a lot of our audience would have definitely gone through personality test and they would definitely get some aspects of their personality, right? And some of them might not be something that they've been looking at. But here is the thing, right? As I mentioned, a lot of these things has a direct correlation with their past aspects of life. And for our better understanding, what I did is we kind of mm-hmm. break down this whole uh, thing into three levels. And each level has a good amount of influence on our personality. So the first division, the first group is basically 0 to 5. When you imagine a baby is born from 0 to 5, their parents is all the world for that baby. And uh, anything to look at, anything to learn from their parents, the baby easily adopts. Imagine the parents shout all the time. Baby picks it up. Imagine the parents talk calmly. Baby picks it up. Imagine there is a crisis, how parents react. Baby easily picks up all the habits, physical and uh, the way how verbal all of those things and that kind of a habit direct relation that's imagine if parents are extroverted people parents talk aloud then babies end up taking that kind of an um, you know personality directly to them and imagine it's also vice versa and then there is a second phase of life where there is around your age till 15 to 17 and primarily your school your teachers and your friends really affect a lot about your personality imagine you go to school you have a very interesting question to ask, but you don't know if it's a dumb question or not. You raise your hand and you want to ask a question, but teacher puts you down. Like, I think next time when you ask a question, you consider yourself, should I ask this question? More of this behavior kind of correlates and creates some kind of an introspection. And my understanding is that affects your, some of the abilities to experience new things. And imagine on the school you go to, people allow to experiment, people allow to make mistakes, people allow to go and out and talk and experiment new things. And that has a direct correlation towards an extroverted behavior, someone who can take an immediate ex- uh, like activity, someone who can think for themselves and react fast, react quicker. All of these aspects, again, has a chance to make you an either an extroverted person or introverted person. And these factors like schools and teachers and friends really affect it. And another place uh, that really affects LA, again is till your age 25, um, your mm-hmm. college degree, or your first employment space, right? Even those places. Like, imagine 0 to 5, you are an extrovert, but till you're 15, the place you were at didn't support you to, uh, you know, give your original idea. You might turn back into introvert and you get a chance to change your personality, like, consciously or unconsciously, to an extrovert and introvert again in the age till 25. And let's say, in the colleges that you go to, the opportunities you get provided to in the college, they're humongous. And any opportunity that you take and how you react to those things, again, has a huge amount of um, uh, response to your uh, 
behavior and let's say the initial workplace that go to that you go to right the office or internship that you take and how the organization works that the boss appreciates uh, upfront uh, information or uh, they they kind of puts you down if you are a person with a creative thoughts like all of these things again help you build your career and your trajectory that way imagine the workplace that you go to is actually open minded and allows you to think more think fast and think wide then you tend to feel that is how all the organizations work and you kind of inbuilt that because no one restricted you not to do that and then there is an upward trajectory there or imagine the vice versa happened where the company and the school and the college didn't really allow you to explore and find new things and find interesting things that also has a direct result on introspection a lot and figuring out do i need to ask the right question and you think twice before asking that because there is a chance someone can put you down and that has again a direct impact towards how your life tends to go i think if you look at in a wider scope now um a personality get to you get a chance to change your personality three times in your life till 25 and whatever happens later on there's a very good chance you will stick to that flow unless some kind of a major impactful aspect happens and you tend to change your behavior until that things kind of like in a, in a, in a systematic in the same growth process so that is a very interesting point that you bring up nikhil uh, and in fact i feel it is very much in line with a lot of what uh, modern day psychology has to say right and you very logically has put out a picture wherein the different agents that we meet at different points in time who are a primary support system or a primary point of contact during our growing years shape our personality in the form of parents in the form of teachers mentors college friends uh, bosses and so on and i would like to believe that this transition will continue until the end of your life depending on what life you choose to live and what circumstances you're faced with that would color your personality so it is truly kind of fascinating that even modern psychology has evolved to such an extent where it is no longer a dead set belief that your past determines who you are necessarily and that your personality cannot be changed you know so i feel like these are some very important observations that are coming out of your version of the theory and a lot of the reading that we've been doing uh, in order to prepare for our episode so i also want to take this time to share uh, some eye opening reading that i also had at this point in time so in fact i found out in my research that introversion today or extraversion as developmental psychologists would call it it is only one part of a larger series of assessments uh, that can be affixed to your personality so introversion or extraversion apparently can be ascribed to the domain of what they call intellect or imagination and if you look at the way those who identify as extroverts or introverts perform a lot of it has to do with the part of their brain called the ventromedial prefrontal cortex or vmpfc so this particular part of your brain is what calibrates reward right so popular stereotype is that uh, extroverts love to thrive in social circumstances and they like to interact a lot whereas introverts on the other hand are quiet and they like to recharge a little at home because interaction tires them out but if you want to look at the neurobiological aspect to it right we are here arguing that not everyone is a hardcore extrovert or a hardcore introvert right so an extrovert can derive 
reward or satisfaction in a good social interaction and the same goes for an introvert who might be a little choosy with the company they are in but at the same time if they have a good conversation they can also be equally excited and equally stimulated about what they're discussing so this brings me to introduce uh, you know a very important concept called the big five dimensions of personality and psychologists have a very interesting mnemonic that we can keep in mind in order to remember what these are and that is ocean openness conscientiousness extraversion or introversion agreeableness and neuroticism i mean like just just to like help me understand better uh, openness do consist of imagination inside creativity and uh, the conscientiousness uh, has your ability to plan thoughtfulness and uh, kind of create this goal oriented uh, behavior and either it's extraversion or introversion it has the emphasis more on how connected you are how excited the social factor how talkative you are and your agreeableness also has this aspects of trust kindness affection a lot of like your eq elements and in your neuroticism you have emotional stability or instability or resilience how you generally take care of the factor of stress and negative emotion i think these aspects combined gives us a formula even a true extrovert will not be extrovert throughout the day of like all aspects of the day or all aspects of the life right it's more like a graph that kind of moves of up and down up and down depending on the day imagine today i felt not to talk to a lot of people and i will be an introvert because i just don't really enjoy doing that and tomorrow i get through hang out with my very very favorite crowd and i will be the extrovert there i'll just talk and i'll try to enjoy i'll try to do all of these things it's more subjected to the situation and as i believe all these aspects also come to a figure of how extroverted introverted you are in this case yeah definitely i mean from the beginning if anything we've only been trying to establish that we all adapt with circumstance and that is something we all need to keep at the back of our mind irrespective of whether you belong to extroversion and introversion labels exist for a reason or whether you think that these labels are total bs so this brings me to a very important aspect that we sometimes ignore when we are caught up in discussing the label of extroversion and introversion one thing we all need to remember at the end of the day is that life is all about choice and choice is something that is determined by your social conditioning your cultural conditioning your economic circumstances and so on so nobody can ever say that an introvert should remain unambitious or an extrovert can only be loud and annoying and can't really do anything in terms of observation skills or analytical skills at the end of the day we all need to make choices in order to push ourselves to be better than who we are today to level up in our careers to become better human beings right and growth is often a very uncomfortable process growth never pans out the way we expect it to pan out so it is important for all of us irrespective of whether we are extroverts or introverts or ambiverts or any fancy jargon that can be coupled in the spectrum we need to make these important choices as we move on in life so basically maril uh, what i also feel is because of these labels now people tend to behave a little more obnoxious or a little more uh, like i think there is a good chance of prejudice by having these labels and sometimes they end up falling in the negative side as well 
um you label yourself as an introvert did you ever get a chance to um experience the like i don't know prejudice of being an introvert or what people think is what's supposed to be an introvert be i used to very strongly identify as an introvert after taking the mbti test a couple of years back uh but now i'm beginning to realize that everyone is a bit of both an extrovert and introvert and like we were arguing from the beginning that we adapt as per the circumstance but that being said i'm still a bit of a reserved person so i had a very funny sad interesting mixed bag of emotion type of an experience while i was new to the gig i was working in and just 3 months into the gig what happens is hr looks me dead set in the eye and says meril we need to discuss something you have to come with us and as i picked up my laptop and i walked into the room i saw another hr professional sitting there so by then i started panicking wondering oh has somebody gone and complained about me to hr was it something i said uh, because you must keep in mind i have a very abrasive style of speaking that is not everyone's cup of tea so fairly pissed a bunch of people off when we started so while i was panicking you know they're looking at me deadpan and i don't know what to do and i just sit down and you know just hope for the ground to open up and swallow me and i said okay so what's the matter tell me and they said well uh, we noticed that you're not really talking to your colleagues during lunch time you're not really sharing anything you're not participating in a lot of conversations or going out drinking with your colleagues uh can you please be a little more social can you like not be like this and i was a little stunned to be honest like how is this a problem uh you know it it's not like i i willfully ignore my colleagues or i don't care about them the truth is i feel a little uncomfortable when people i've just known for 3 months start opening about their personal life or ask me to go drinking with them or you know ask them ask me in general to mingle more with them right i need a little longer time to get to know you personally you know so this is an experience that even two and a half years after this has happened it still lingers in my mind and since after that meeting there have been several other instances where people have impressed upon me that i need to be less introverted more extroverted and eventually change everything about myself so i understand that this style of critique essentially comes from a school of thought where extroversion is seen as the only way to be a good employee at work and what it ends up doing is instead of encouraging somebody to be social or maybe even get to know their colleagues a little better you are pushing them further and further away you are alienating them and at the end of the day the worst thing you can do from an organizational perspective is that you are not empowering them to feel as though they belong to the company as a part of the family like family or tribe or gang or whatever term you wish to call collectively you know so this is an experience i've had and i've come across countless other people who've had to face like microaggressions at work or even appraisal outcome emails where they're like this person doesn't like to talk but their work speaks for themselves you know like so i don't want to you know vilify anyone but honestly speaking i've been through this and uh you know i think like people really need to do a little bit more homework and understand that people are wired differently and you don't have to make someone 
change themselves in order to fit in. Again, like I will keep giving this disclaimer in every episode that we are not management experts or any expert in any way. From observation, I feel as though there is a very simple solution, right? Instead of gaslighting introverts to be more social or, uh, you know, labeling, mislabeling people, I see practically we can delay the speed with which we affix the label of introvert or extrovert on someone. Instead, just spend a little more time getting to know them, right? If you look at somebody like me, I get excited about almost everything under the sun because I'm, that's my nature. I like to learn. I like to talk about something very interesting that I learned last night or last evening or this morning. But I will do that only as long as I feel safe and comfortable with you. Whereas there are other people that don't have those many layers of inhibition or are looking for safety in a person to share something that they want to share, right? So I feel like observing people, talking to them, getting to know them better at a professional level can actually help you understand at what point you can bring an introvert into a conversation or how you can leverage an extrovert's strength. Or maybe you can create an environment where both parties get to learn from each other. Because the idea that underlies an organization at the end of the day is that of a team. We are one cohesive unit comprising of different people with different attitudes and temperaments, right? And we can be truly successful as an organization or as a team only when we are hand in hand and not tearing each other down. And that can happen only when we understand our differences, acknowledge our differences and know how to use those differences to our merit. That is my observation in general. Makes sense. I mean, like, uh, so this is an interesting observation I got from uh, this HBR review article. And in this, the article basically speaks about in a workspace, how can you like involve both extroverts and introverts in a real life situation? So you can actually find a solution and create a synergy between uh, these and create like a good workspace. And the idea mentioned there is there are two cases given and there is this uh, author's perspective. Also I'll just roughly talk about what these cases have been mentioned, right? Uh, in one case, there is this both extroverts and introverts in the office. And the COO of that particular organization, what they did is they kind of asked the HR manager to allow everyone in the company to take some kind of personality test. Uh, this MBIT kind of a style of a personality test. And what MBTI. It, yeah, yeah, MBTI. And what it gave is it gave like a rough estimation of what traits, personality traits, not exactly, but similar personality traits have been uh, given to each of these employees. Imagine someone is extrovert or someone is introvert to an extent. So what that COO, the operating officer did is two extroverts or what they did is like, let's say it is a board meeting um, to all the extroverts that they know. They didn't update what they're going to be talking before getting into the, the, the meeting. And to introverts, a prior intimation is given that we're going to be talking about this topic. So they will be provided enough time and chance to actually prepare for this while they're talking. And let's see what is this not this not wood meeting, this kind of an idea ideation session. And what generally happens there is people generally come up and talk their ideas and kind of get critique and reviews. And introverts are not really that kind of people who generally go out in public and say their idea to all the people. They like to be like a little more prepared and they talk to they like to talk one to one. And that opportunity is also provided. After this whole discussion, they've been given a specific amount of time for introverted set of people 
to go back and write down their answers and give the response to the concerned person a little after the whole discussion is i think understanding the traits like understanding the traits of these people and implementing these traits mm-hmm. as part of the protocol of the um meeting is actually very uh, enlightening and it also gives me this idea that both the employers and also the employees who are working should have an understanding of their own personality trait and how can they either improve and grow this opportunity and uh, that helps rather than having this feel of oh i'm an extrovert which means i'm going to be only this way or i'm an introvert and i'm going to be only this way if they understand that the extrovertness or introvertness is more like a spectrum and it's not a solid dot the solid point it gives audience i mean it gives people an opportunity to explore and find out what are their benefits and how do they behave and how do they figure it out things and all of that definitely and you very much on point and in fact can you who is the person behind these labels of extrovert and introvert he himself has had a very point blank statement which is something along the lines of there is no one that is purely an extrovert or purely an introvert if such a person existed they belong in the mental asylum right so yung himself has had a point and the irony is today we have you know million dollar industry that is focused on pigeon holing people on basis of whether they are introverts or extroverts or whatever four alphabets that the mbti throws at you after you answered an elaborate questionnaire so there is merit in understanding that we all change as we grow and there are some skills that both parties can pick up at this point extroverts can probably be trained to be better listeners introverts can be given a little more training to maybe present their ideas with clarity or speak up at the right point right and maybe like i was saying earlier we can create an environment where healthy debates and discussions between the two types can be encouraged so that we bounce off of each other's strengths i get that i completely like understand where you're coming and like when you said this is a billion dollar industry what it also gives me is like why do people do these personality types right like they do it because they want to feel uh, as part of a collective or they want to feel that oh i am special or i'm unique or i'm i'm different right i think that's there is a whole Ooh. space of that but the contradictory the counter effect of that is um so there is this problem called being authentic self uh what it actually figures out is basically imagine in your personality trait it's given that you're an extrovert which means you are this kind of a character or you're introvert and you are a little more reserved imagine someone got an opportunity to go out and talk to in public and they have little, little bit of stage fright stage fear and uh, just because you call yourself authentic true self and i'd never get to uh like explore because i am true to myself and i don't want to stretch myself you actually are missing out an opportunity to actually find out a new skill that might suit for you and uh, there are a lot of introverts who are uh, what do you call world leaders who are uh, 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 your motivational speakers self help gurus and there are extroverts who are i don't know it, a wonderful things as well so like your extroverted or introverted personality is not really going to define the goals that you have you mostly like your goals end up defining your personality there's definitely more to you than just these two labels alone right but i think you know you and i uh we we also understand that if people want to call themselves introvert or extrovert also there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong in kind of getting to know yourself at least to explore what your fundamental traits are 
as long as you bear in mind maybe that you know you have to give yourself room for changing room for evolution right now while we are on topic nikhil uh, you know we were discussing maybe what are some things we can do additionally uh, you know at the workplace that can make it a little more inclusive and make it a little more healthy for extroverts and introverts to coexist and you came up with this uh, you know you introduced a really in- interesting concept of kaizen would you like to elaborate a little bit more about that sure i mean kaizen is no new concept people might have already heard about it in a different terminology so kaizen is what you called in japanese philosophy called continuous improvement continuous improvement is basically this kind of a change that you can do mm-hmm. that doesn't affect you because you did that change imagine you are a person who wakes up 8 in the morning but waking up 6 is really difficult but waking it 7:55 or 7:50 is not really that difficult it's easy to mm-hmm. be engraved to your day to day activities and it's easy uh, to not to lose track of it so if you do this continuous improvements on a day to day basis let's say what we call as a 1% improvement throughout some time like after like few days or few months or something like that you end up seeing a very humongous amount of result of all these percentages multiplied and that's exactly is what we call kaizen so in 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 uh, japanese uh, concept the company toyota uh, introduces I mean, uses this concept on their car making there is nothing what we call as a perfect or perfectionism like there is always a thrive or a rise towards perfectionism and kaizen really kind of keeps us uh motivated towards that direction so small and incremental changes that eventually uh you know lead to something a little more substantial is what we essentially call this kaizen and these are things that we can incorporate into the workplace value system or psyche so that both extroverts and introverts and even ambiverts for that matter are encouraged to prioritize self growth and have like tangible goals that they can work towards So one point that I wanted to uh, kind of talk about in the view of making the organization more inclusive is the idea of office architecture right and and now the particular domain of office architecture that is all over most workspaces today is that of the open layout as you may have observed uh can you explain what is open layout so open layout is essentially now if you walk into a co-working space or any of your clients offices for instance right you will find that the old cubicle structure has completely disappeared and in many cases depending on the company philosophy uh, regarding hierarchy and so on you'll find that those designated cabins for people of the higher rungs of the ladder are missing so instead they've opened out that space maybe you might find one or two meeting rooms so people can congregate otherwise it's just an open layout where there is a long table with a few boards and i mean you could be an employee that's just starting out in the organization but you could be sitting right next to the ceo or you know the group head of your team or your reporting manager so that way like it is a very figurative and a little way of breaking down the barriers of hierarchy in order to ensure the free flow of idea while this is a really nice concept and it it, it humanizes people across the hierarchy ladder what it can end up doing is now if you are in a space where there are no constraints or there is no mechanism to absorb sound between one bay and another people constantly talking and sharing ideas can be a little overwhelming for you especially if you like to sit in a quieter environment collect your thoughts and then put them down right so 
people who prefer to work in quiet environments are effectively disadvantaged because of the open layout there is nothing to absorb the sound between one bay and another so one thing i've observed in a few uh, places that i've been to in a few of my clients offices and uh, even to a certain extent my workplace as well is that they've introduced these small uh, so small rooms where you can sit quietly by yourself play your music if you want to or you know just plug in and write to your heart's content work to your heart's content without anybody disturbing you so these are some small things that we can actually include in a way that people irrespective of whether they reserved or outgoing can feel that like they belong in the organization right because that concept of relatedness which we brought up in our previous episode that is very important to the way you identify yourself with the company so yep that's it from my side i feel like office architecture and open layout need to be revamped i mean that's interesting right um even uh, not at uh, that but also like understanding the advancements that are happening and like how organizations used to be and how they are right now in communication and all of that i think that's definitely going to be a topic that we're going to be discussing later on as part of this show but uh, uh, to 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 give like a closing note what i would like to mention is um we assume that our present personality is basically the finished product and that's not the reality the reality is it's a kind of a improving aspect and it's just like your body mass or body weight right it's like at any point of the time you feel it is stagnant but if you compare it to like 10 years later or 10 years before it's going to be a moving thing so don't over emphasize this and don't uh, like keep yourself built it up in this kind of a uh, world uh, idea of uh, i'm extrovert so i'm going to be like this or i'm introvert i'm going to be more like this it's more like an open mm-hmm. flow and open thought and it's more in that touch so with that we wrap up today's episode nikhil would you like to tease what's coming next for our wonderful listeners so imagine if you are going to a hospital or someone as our listener is going to a hospital and you have some burning sen- sensation on your chest and you need to take an appointment of a doctor who would you choose a generalist or a specialist or let's say you got to go to hire someone who is going to take some part of your responsibilities and risk who would like to hire a jack of all trades a master of one and that's what we're going to be discussing in the next episode well 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 we cannot wait to serve up our next episode and until then stay tuned everyone and ciao for now bye bye